0: This is a Media 8 production. If you or anyone you know needs help, call 1300 659 467 or call Lifeline on one three one 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 four. 14.
1: This podcast may have explicit themes and swearing and may not be suitable for children.
0: first beer goes down easy, it's bubbly, it's sweet, tickles the back of your throat.
1: And the second beer is starting to enjoy it, you kick back, you getting a bit more relaxed. But it's the third beer, Brent. It is, it's the third beer there where you hit
0: that vibe, a certain mellowness comes over, it's a golden light nectar I would describe, the pub turns into a very happy place and you've hit that spot that's just right.
1: And our third beer is a special guest each week that we get to interview and have a chat to... Not only about the beer, but also about life and other stuff that men don't talk about. I'm Brett McCallan. I'm Chris Dixon. And we'd like to talk about the third beer. Hey Bart, how are you? Good, big fella. How are you doing? Yeah, mate, I'm good. You were batting the line last week, I hear. Batting alone. How'd you go? I
0: broke in a uh, new car host. Did yeah, you? Yeah, we're diversifying.
1: Did you do a better job than I did? Don't uh, well, answer that question. Uh, well, I, was an I open think you did a better, a better job than I
0: did as a co-host because he sat in this chair and I was there. Oh, the, you were the driver?
1: I was the big one. And how'd you go? Uh, I don't know. I haven't heard of you Who was your guest? We had
0: Master uh, Dr. Kelly Bowes and we talked about performance. Oh, nice. Yeah, so it was a very interesting uh, kind of space. Performance as a parenting or a coach or a psychologist, you know, that whole kind of idea of broadening out what performance is and, and how you apply it to uh, day-to-day living.
1: Oh, sensational. Yeah, it
0: was, Sens- it was a, it was interesting conversations. I look forward to uh, listening. Look forward to, it. to hearing that one. Yeah, yeah. How oh. are you doing? What's been up with you? I
1: oh, mate, I'm I've gone bad. I've gone bad. I'm fat loading. Yeah, I've gone against the grain.
0: You're going to have to listen to all these podcasts again yeah. to get back to where I
1: was. Well, just listen to where you were. And yeah. it's where I still am there. I'm just, I'm just. Are you? Yeah, I'm ever nearly. Since, ever since I'll be you've back there Monday. Yeah, yeah, it was. I, I went downhill from when I got crook. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, the thing is that uh, now my mission starts again on Monday. I'll start the detox Monday and uh, I'm just doing a bit of fat loading so I can get on the scales tomorrow and be a bit heavier for the eight week challenge. Wow. Probably unnecessary, uncouth, but hey, I'm going to win a car. Mm. It's all about winning the car.
0: Do you think that we've just recorded some fraudulent
1: behaviour? Not fraudulent. <laughs> it's called playing the game, my friend, playing the game. It's playing to the rules. <laughs> but there's no rules that says fat lading's not okay. Exactly, exactly. Okay. No, mate, but still training hard, getting right. on there. So good. Mate, I've got, got a very special beverage for us this week. I found this in Townsville and it's that good it hasn't even got a description on it, right? Other than there's a fat bloke with wings and it's called Fat Pixie Hard Ginger Beer, right? So this thing here will annihilate your taste buds. Did you know there was actually a lover's lane in Townsville? No, I didn't. (laughs) That's funny. Thanks for that. There you go. It's 8% (laughs) alcohol in this little tin. Jesus. So 2.3 standard drinks, but, mate, this will eat your taste buds. That's how good it is.
0: I'm about to drive down to Byron, so I hope I'm... Uh, no, you'll
1: be fine be by fine. the time we're finished, mate, because we've got a great guest today. Who have
0: we got today, man? mate? Mate, do it. you know
1: what? I've just had the pleasure of interviewing this lovely lady for Awesome Humans. Awesome. So humans. I've known Megan now for about 10 years, and we were talking earlier in regards to uh, what's going on in the life literally at the moment, and she mentioned that uh, in Sydney last week, 20-year-old kid bear one of their really good friends try to commit suicide and then megan's just also on the back end of breast cancer she's right in the middle of the chemo piece we've just had a great chat about that wonderful woman and i just thought hey while we're here let's third beer it up and talk about the whole suicide thing with kids and and that sort of stuff what do you reckon?
0: Well, it sounds, uh, it sounds going to be interesting. Uh, I feel for you on so many levels. So this <laughs> oh, sounds thanks, like, Chris. It sounds like a very interesting conversation. Intense. And, and I hope we'll be uh, intense but gentle mm. and uh, I hope we uh, you know, end up in a, a, a nice place. I Indeed.
1: Suppose. So let's do the obligatory yeah. opening Be I'm really useless at this, but hang on, I'm going first today. Ready? A fat Pixie ginger, hard ginger beer. Oh, that was good. Yeah. That was a good opener.
0: The old tinnies go all right.
1: Oh,
2: Oh, look at that. Nice. All done. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers ching, ching. ching, ching. Ching, ching. Ching, ching. There we go. Who's this bad boy? Oh. Ooh. Ooh. Mm, interesting.
1: So uh, Megan's got a different beverage, a special one that was bought in by Sarah, and it's Kaju juice.
2: What's that? Yeah, Kaju crush. Tropical mm. pale ale with pineapple. Okay. Who knew?
1: You know my feelings. I <laughs> should never mix fruit with beer, and, and, and it's a pale ale. And it's oh, pale ale. It's, so I'm glad we went for the thick, fat pixie.
2: No, nah, it's a chick drink. It's all good.
1: It's all good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And what do you think of the pixie, brother?
0: I'm uh, well. The aroma hit me as soon as you crack <laughs> that That's why I said bite yeah, it bites you, not it? Burns your nostril hairs pretty much
1: straight off. It's fascinating. So uh,
0: yeah, it's going down. See how that
1: one goes. So uh,
0: tell us what's going on today. And okay, so.
1: As I mentioned earlier, I met Megan about 10 years ago. Our kids went to school together. We then did some business together in the network marketing, in- marketing industry. And um, we're going to get Megan to tell a bit of her story about mm-hmm. who she is and what she's here. And one of the things that really grabbed me earlier when we were talking was the fact about uh, young kids and um, obviously one of your good friends, mm-hmm. um, 20-year-old boy. Mm-hmm. Um, tried to top himself last week and mm-hmm. that's one of those things people don't talk enough about, I think, and Absolutely. people don't ask for the help and um, just for your benefit is that Chris is um, my psychologist and I've been seeing Chris now for oh. – a psychologist. Sorry, he's a psychologist that psychs <laughs> my head out on most weekly basis. And we, uh,
0: we now do, and we now do we, this we now shit together. Shared
1: coaching. We do, which is very therapeutic. I
0: find. It is. Yeah, it's yeah, very yeah, therapeutic. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we cool. help
1: each other, and uh, and yeah, then we, we we do the third beer podcast together, and we talk about shit that other people don't like to talk about. Oh, I love and that's it. That's why Jess. I thought this was a great idea, and it we'll is, have a chat about
2: that. Yeah, yeah. So it was actually Wednesday, oh. Wednesday morning. I um, look at my phone, and my girlfriend's in Sydney said. Uh, I'm in emergency and my 20-year-old son attempted suicide this morning and, uh, you know, sedated and we'll see what happens. What did he do? So the story came out, it's coming out sort of in over a couple of days. Wow. And at some point in the morning, like, you know, two or three in the morning, he sent a text to his girlfriend to say um, farewell, say goodbye. But then I think a little bit later he realised what he'd done and he, he sent a text for help. And, After uh, he'd
1: taken the substances?
2: Uh, I think he'd already taken some of the substances when he took when he made the first text.
1: Yeah.
2: And then um, he took some more substances and then I realized, I think he realised that this was something, you know, it was really happening and he called for help. And so she had a fair idea where he was and grabbed a friend and went looking um, in a couple places they hang out and found him on the side of the road at, um, five in the morning. Very, very cold, uh, but still breathing. His oxygen levels were okay. There was another person hanging around and we think he might've been trying to steal his wallet or something. And, um, so they they sort of got rid of him, called the, the ambulance and the police came at the same time. Um, and, uh, and asked a lot of questions and, um, basically took him off to to the hospital and uh, put him into sedation while they worked out what was going on in toxicology, and they took him out of sedation, you know, that night, and there was no brain damage. And uh, and wow, mm. interestingly, they um, the the toxicologist released him the next day, and then the psychologist released him the next day. So we thought that he would be sectioned or you know at least have to hang around for a while in hospital, but they let Are him there out. Rules around that, but do you know? Uh,
0: they, they tend to do a clinical assessment and uh, go through the process, but because uh, uh, mental health wards are so over uh, overrun. Really? Unless someone has an intention, a further intention to… But they had an intention. Well he's, well, he's acted. Yeah. And now he's not necessarily saying that he wants to follow through with that.
2: Yeah, that's right. He was apologising oh, okay. and realising. Because
1: he, he realised and that, oh, mm. shit, I shouldn't have done that. Mm. That then… That means that he's not going to do it again?
0: Yeah.
2: Well, it means that
0: he's probably monitored. He'll have like an, an access team that will still follow him up and follow on and make sure he has contact with a psychologist or his GP and yeah. they'll put a support network in place. But sometimes mental health wards you know, aren't, aren't the, the best place for people to spend time. There's a lot True. of people that are in Get worse. You know, a lot of yeah. distress. Yeah. And if he's not necessarily in a... You know, we call it the sharp end, of the pointy end of the, the spear. If he's not in that sharp uh, crisis section, then then he might be better supported at home mm. with the right supports in mm. place. It sounds like he has a lot of caring, loving people around him. And- uh,
2: yeah, but then he'd moved out of home and, you know, working a part-time job and what have you. And, you know, at 20, you have to let kids make their own decisions, you know, they're adults. And um, he just started making some really bad decisions. And he would finally started talking to his dad after a long break if he's going to make some good choices, like get help from now on, the support's there, but he can't live with that with his mum and Began, his you
1: You have to need to be supported, though. Mm. I, mm. I think there's a lot of support out there for a lot of people, and unless you ask for the help mm. or you're ready to take the help. And I think that's a really big part of it. But mm. there's always mm. a backstory, like, there's yeah. always a reason why this stuff happened. And yeah. I know when I went through all my shit, um, And one of the things that Chris helped me with was going all the way back to find out what was the cause of all these things. And there's always a cause and a response and all that sort of stuff. And I think when the the kids actually acted on it and then realised, oh, shit, what have I just done? It's like now this is real. So to me that raises – good points in the fact that he's realised that he's done something and maybe and hopefully all we can hope for, I suppose, is that he, um, he acts upon that moving mm. forward and asks and gets the help. Yeah. How do you deal with this sort of stuff? You, deal, you must deal with this every day. Well, not every day but a fair bit.
0: Yeah, it's not an everyday part of my work practice but, yeah, I do I do deal with it and it's about um, working with people to understand that, uh, you know, everything changes. This too shall pass. And people get themselves in very dark, um, complicated, uh, messy spaces and they don't necessarily see any way out or see any see hope. So mm-hmm. it's really about reaffirming that this will pass and that you can rebuild your relationships with your mother and your dad and your girlfriend and or maybe it's time to, to move forward and establish new relationships and that there's always tomorrow. There's always a new sun and there's always an opportunity to start again and start afresh. So you know, it's difficult. People out there doing it really, really tough, especially 20-year-olds. I mean, it, it's it's not a very easy age. It's mm. an age of transition. There's lots mm. of difficulties. It's lots of stress out there. It's hard for people to know who they are and what they do. It's not like the old days where you just went and got a job and stayed in the job for 20 years. It's, it's, it's difficult and uh, mm. people are struggling. It's a
2: more... You see a lot of um, drug use with the people that you're working with.
1: I see a bit of, bit of drug use, yeah. yeah. And it really fucks people up, doesn't it? Like if people actually see what the end result of it, yeah, it's good to have the little high and all that sort of stuff. But the end result's pretty fucked up.
0: Yeah, in a lot of cases. <laughs> yeah, again, again, a lot, a lot of people use drugs responsibly. What mm. for? One of a better way to put yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, cool. And uh, we say so, as we're sitting so, here drinking a fat pixie. Some people, <laughs> yeah. some people uh, have addictive personalities. Other people get lost, and the drug starts to do them. And uh, part of growing up is about learning to negotiate that space. But yeah, I mean. It, it, it never, never seems to be a good idea, does it? And it, mm-hmm. it, you know, as soon as it becomes a habit or a regular thing or, or something that's uh, on your mind uh, more often than it should be, then you realize you're starting to uh, move down a slippery slope. Mm-hmm. It's never good for people that are struggling with mental health. That's and really. is that all drugs?
1: Like medicinal marijuana? For instance, like I've got a lot of – and and one of the things I did mention earlier is that you're in the middle of going through your cancer mm-hmm. um, rehabilitation at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, a, a good friend of mine passed away uh, two years ago now um, from cancer and, and one of the treatments that she used was medicinal marijuana mm-hmm. and it actually helped her through a longer process. and mm-hmm. and uh, um, And that's a drug. People use that for to get high and all that sort of stuff. There's, there's mm-hmm. like lots of uses for these drugs. Like most of the stuff that these kids are having on the street, the oxys and all that are actually drugs that are prescription drugs to help people. Like mm. there's there's a bit of both. You know what I mean?
2: I have a confession about the um the
1: um, confessions. I love this
2: CBD oil. I See, ordered that's
1: medicinal marijuana. Yeah, yeah.
2: Um, I thought I'd give it a try for yep. my pain during the chemo, but I ordered it online now from a source that, you know, I, I, I've bought other things from other herbs and things from a lot. It did have to come in from the U S and it didn't even occur to me that that was illegal. But, um, the first well, thing was, the first it really thing became
0: was legal when you decide to order the, the crate. Yeah, yeah that's right. That's yeah. right. First thing. Well, the first
2: thing was, um, you know, do I really get the source? Do I really understand the source? I ordered it online. Yep. Okay. Um, Now, I know the person I'm ordering from, but I don't know that they've done their due diligence past there, right? So the first thing is, um, you know, ordering online is too damn easy and you don't think of the consequences of that. You know, I innocently did it myself. Well, kids are ordering Russian drugs and all sorts of things online, right? Um, And, um, you know, they've stopped any of that oil coming through at at customs now. You can't get it through. Did yours get through? It did, but it was early, you know. (laughs) Um, I tried it, it God. didn't help. did okay? help. No, it didn't no. help. So and you bought it for the pain though? I did, I bought yeah. it for pain. Um, so we still
0: got that crate to move? Is that right? it, <laughs> it, made it, it
2: was this big and it was, you know, it was called massage so oil. being, okay? a, being so I'm a podcast, mass, people can't oil. see
1: the size of your fingers. So we're, we're talking about the size of an index <laughs> finger. Let's go there. Okay. <laughs> yeah,
2: and it was called massage oil. Oh, was it? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that when it was, you know, when I ordered it. Anyway, that's how it came through. Um, and since then they've been holding other people's stuff up and uh, I think there's even a network marketing company that's selling it and so people are getting into that network marketing company and trying to import it but you can't do that anymore. Anyway, so the first thing was it was um, the source and, and getting it online. Um, and then the next thing was the, um, the dosages obviously were really arbitrary, okay, which you can imagine with anything the kids get like yep. the, that Russian drug. Um The other part of it was I I decided to have that. I didn't actually tell the kids I had it because I've got 16 and 14-year-old and, you know, it's a vulnerable time. And then people were sending me all this, you know, juice, raw um, pot and blah, 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 and I'm thinking, but then I've got it in the house.
1: Yes.
2: You know, and and I've got teenagers, right? So, like, do you think, Chris, that marijuana is a gateway drug? Before or after alcohol?
0: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know Not the response I was expecting It's <laughs> giving me time to think yeah, Well, uh, yes and no Again, marijuana has particular impacts on particular people mm. So some people can smoke pot every day of the week And mm. really function like a normal human being Other people have three puffs on a joint and have a, a psychotic event mm. It's really, you know, I think that's, what, that's the thing You really have to understand who you are and, and what you're about So it can be But a lot of people go through an experimental phase and come out the other end and don't continue. I mean, I imagine that we've all uh, experimented in this room and had different moments, different times and friends that may have got a bit lost that come out the other side. There's a natural kind of um, movement and transition through this space for most people. Mm. But a lot of other people, you know, and I know those uh, a few of those people, they get stuck in a particular way of thinking, in a particular paradigm and kind of lose 20 years to a drug. So, mm. yes, it is, but so is alcohol. And it turns out, so, uh, you know, neurophen and Penadol. Mm. And right. uh, so, you know. Codeine
1: and all that sort of stuff. So is yoga. So
0: is football. So is mm. sport. You know, yeah, we talk about We talk about cutting is tattooing a form of self-harm. Piercing. Oh. Form of self-harm yeah. we're thought, experimenting yeah. we're pushing in we're pushing boundaries we're engaging and trying to experience mm-hmm. something beyond or out of the normal so there's all these levels of self-harm isn't there is yeah. driving a car too fast mm-hmm. you want to burn out self-harm yeah. You're taking risks we want kids to take risks it's calculated informed risk and it's about how you balance all that out but we mm-hmm. can't have a non-risk free environment it's just not how it rolls right
1: so, no, should interesting, interesting space, no real answers. Should marijuana be legal? I think should, on, I'll rephrase that. Should all drugs be legal?
0: I think we're entering a very interesting paradigm. And, you know, one of my gurus, Reem Das, mm-hmm. was heavily, heavily into the LSD movement, uh, experimenting at Harvard back in the 60s. Um, and I think there is a movement. And uh, I think, you know, marijuana is now a billion-dollar industry. There's no way Australia's going to not cash in on that yep. at some point. Same thing happening with ecstasy and LSD. I mean, imagine if you got your drugs for the weekend at a chemist, you knew what doses, you knew what was in it, you mm. knew it was safe, you knew your body weight. Well, we're sitting here play, drinking
1: hello. an 8% ginger beer that we just bought from a bottle shop Yeah. that I can't go into if I'm under 18 to buy a drug.
2: Same war. thing, isn't it? Yeah. That's
1: why I look at it. The yeah, war on true.
0: drugs, the war on alcohol, it doesn't actually work. Does an open floodgate work either? No, there needs to be, it needs to be responsible, yeah. it needs to be organised, yeah. it needs to be better understood, and we need to understand the impacts of it. And people do get addicted to certain things. At certain As time.
1: usual, you've given me a really long answer that doesn't actually answer anything. Yes, so, yep. should all drugs be made legal? Yes or no? No. No. Should marijuana be made legal?
0: Uh,. I think it's an ongoing and it's an ongoing debate. I know it's going to happen,
1: but in your
0: what do you reckon,
2: Megan? Uh, I hope not. No, having caught at teenage boys, I hope it's not legal because marijuana or all drugs m- m- all drugs and no. marijuana um because um I do know some kids that got caught recently having marijuana and and their argument was, well, it's legal in California, so it must be okay. Well, the response is hold on a I minute, mean, alcohol's legal, but you know that can kill you too. So mm. The, the kids. um How
0: old are your boys? Because so, we don't have oh, the backstory on, on. Oh, something.
2: there were other kids that got caught. My boys are fourteen and sixteen.
0: Okay. And would you let your sixteen-year-old have a have a beer at a party? No. No.
2: No. I wouldn't either. No. Just and
1: not yet. You wouldn't let. So, them. Do you so, think they have. No. I know my girls haven't.
2: I know my sons had some <laughs> a little bit of alcohol. That's <laughs> not a problem. But here's the thing. Um.
1: And of course she doesn't go to
2: parties. (laughs) Actually, you know, it's a different conversation, (laughs) but, you know, you talked about um, uh, gaming on some other podcasts. Well, my boys prefer to game than go to parties. And they're home with me and my husband Having dinner and getting back on gaming and is that a tra- good with all their thing? mates. I'm about yeah. to say, let's talk about yeah. one of
0: the biggest drugs rippling through doubt. the Western civilization right now yeah. Yeah. is gaming. Mm. Yeah, gaming. yeah. Kids are getting the same endorphin hits from playing games. They're losing social skills. They're not going to parties. They're not going out.
2: Well, we I don't think they in. are losing social skills. I think they're choosing not to be in an environment where there's alcohol and drugs. My son actually ch- made that decision last week. Yep. Um, I was going to pick him up at a certain a park after the, the Gold Coast show and he said, oh, I can't meet you at that park. Mum, I have to meet you over here. I said, why do we meet at the park? He said, because I saw them all drinking alcohol and then later found out that they also had marijuana. So, you know, he made that decision to walk away from and that And what do you
1: say to him about that? Oh, like, What's your comment? Well, well good, done, Good Tom.
2: choice. Yeah, yeah, good choice. I was
1: interested because I asked my eldest daughter. She's turning 16 in December and my wife said, so are going to have a sweet 16? Are you going to have a big party? And she said no. and I And I was – sitting on the couch and they are in the kitchen having the conversation. So I was just throwing my two cents in. And I said, well, and she goes, oh, cause everyone will want to bring alcohol and drugs. And I, the drugs thing, like alcohol. Yeah. I understand that. You're 16. The, uh, the drugs thing. I said, oh, what type of drugs do these people bring? <laughs> and um, she was with one of her mates and they go, oh, weed. And I said, Will they share with your dad? That's <laughs> a bit of a piss take, right? And I thought it was uh, quite amusing at the time. And they go, Dad, you can't say that. And I like, um, didn't think much of it. And uh, then I've had a further conversation with her, honey, look, if you ever want to do that sort of stuff, bring it home and I'll do it with you. And my wife's looking at me going, what are you talking about? And I said, well, if you ever want to do that, like I'd rather you do it with me in the house yeah. than do it on the side of the street. She's yeah. going – You've just told your daughter she can go out and buy crack and you'll smoke with her in the <laughs> house. And I've gone, no, I didn't. She goes, that's the way she would have took it. I went, okay, let's not go there. Mm. But um, but yeah, so from that whole thing was I don't want to do that. And I said, look, I'd rather you do that at home. Like if you're going to drink or whatever. And my 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 childhood was like that mm. in the fact that we were the house where people could come and have a beer um at sixteen seventeen. Mm. But what we didn't know is my mum had actually then rung all the mums said they're here, they're safe, they're at my mm. place. There is alcohol here. If you don't want them to be in that environment, you can come pick them up.
2: Yeah. So I'm not under it's, pressure from my kids to give them alcohol. Yeah, I'm the same. If there, if there was pressure, we'd have to readjust because we've got to meet them where they're at or where we can bring them to. So right now they don't need that and they're not asking for it. But if they start asking for it, we do have to be flexible.
1: What about you, mate? You've got kids similar ages and
2: yeah. a bit older. Yeah, I, I think that
0: um – you know, there's a certain transition and I believe in responsible drinking. So yeah, okay. I don't think that just magically happens when you turn eighteen.
1: Well when you're uh well, is it Italy and France and stuff, they're drinking red wine with dinner from age twelve. That's correct.
0: Yeah.
1: That's <laughs> realistically, isn't it?
0: Well, you know, watered down, drink of wine, you yep. know, and, and they don't necessarily have the same drinking culture that we have. And I think that's partly because they get to eighteen and then you go out and you get smashed. Yeah is the game plan as opposed to, well, what is responsible drinking? Yeah. How big are you? How many drinks can you have? How well, does it feel th- to be a bit tipsy? How does it feel to have a little bit too much? How yeah. do you feel the next day? Yeah. How do you find that balance? I and mean, we've all got to walk that path. Oh, and true. certain people don't. But most No, but it's, do, it's yeah.
1: really interesting you say that because I say that to my wife all the time. It's like, remember, we're doing it 15 and 16. She goes, mm-hmm. I know, like mm-hmm. this, is, this is great. But it was funny, I had a fat pixie when we were away on holidays on the weekend. And um, I saw my daughter look at me and said, do you want a taste? And she goes, "Oh, well, all right then. And then she tasted it, oh, that's disgusting. And all my other kids, like they're younger, <laughs> they said, can we have a taste? Like, yeah, go for your life. Here you go. And they just had a little, oh, that's a, my nine-year-old sister. go, oh, that's good. Like, yeah, <laughs> no, 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 not going to happen. But uh, but, mate, I remember my dad was... Um, we're, back in the day, it was about smoking cigarettes, right? Mm-hmm. And it was the cool thing to do, the cool kids. And he goes, if you ever want to smoke a cigarette, just come and ask me. And I went, okay. He said, but you have to do it my way. And I went, yeah, no worries. That's all good. That's all good. And he goes, and you have to finish it. So I remember we lit up a cigarette. I must have been seven or something like that. And we lit up a cigarette and he goes, now take the deepest breath oh. you possibly can. And he goes, remember, if you start it, you have to finish it. And I haven't touched a cigarette ever. Since And I remember just going, I coughed my lungs up. I thought I was going to die, but I had to sit there and finish the cigarette. See,
0: that's beautiful parenting. Isn't it? Yeah. That's I, I, I think it's awesome. But your dad also owned a lolly shop. He did. He
1: did. And I ate <laughs> half of it. <laughs> and we're still working through that. And, and, and he's, and, and, and he's, so there's good parenting. Well, and,
0: and, and your son walked away from a bladder of wine in a park. Congratulations. <laughs> but he's at home playing game. Yes. And he might spit in front of the game. I don't know how long or what rules you have, but there's a lot of kids out there waking up at 2 o'clock in the morning completely yeah. addicted to games like Fortnite, etc. Yeah. It's really – and there's other people that don't drink and don't smoke but go put a couple of hundred through a poker machine yeah. mm-hmm. at 4 o'clock in mm-hmm. the morning. You know, mm-hmm. It's really – I don't think it's about the drug or the or, or the method. I think it's about that itch and everyone has an itch and it's about how you scratch it. So it could be beer, could be pot, see. It's why I see be, this man. It yeah. could be cocaine, could be playing a video That's game. true though. Could be a poker machine, be could sex. be driving fast, could be sex, and or playing football, or getting tattoos, or piercing. So these are all ways in which we experiment with who we are. And I think that at the moment, do we have the right balance as a society about how we're allowed to experiment with who we are?
1: I think you use a really are good sure word there. Allowed. Is that the right word? Like, who says that you're allowed to have a beer or? have a go and play the pokies or whatever. It's <laughs> well, you, is Well, with well, the law, no.
0: And, <laughs> no, no but, and, the, and the police on the way down to Byron might have, a, <laughs> might have an might issue have with the Pixies. So no, but working. the thing is,
1: it's true though. Like we were talking earlier about when you let your kids go in effect. Like, and we met the 20 year old kid that just tried to top himself and you sit there going, okay, well, how long do you parent for? Like how long do you allow you? Like my kids, are, it's pretty strict at my house. Yeah, and we don't play games. We don't do any like video games. We spent whole of Sunday playing cards. Which ones? We played Texas Hold'em all. We played all that. Oh,
2: not Cards Against Humanity. No, no.
1: We're just yeah, <laughs> best game ever made. <laughs> but let's it. not go there with the kids. Um, but the thing is, it's quite funny because. Um, I've obviously got an addictive personality, and my little fella <laughs> will play in poker and stuff. And we'll play in Monopoly, and he was the most competitive person on the planet. And all he wanted to do was get more chips, get more chips, get more chips. And you sit there going, Okay, we can see that that's going to go. But me as a parent, I can manage that now until he's older, right? Mm. When do you stop? When? When's that word allowed? Stop. Is it? 18, 20, 16, 15, what, how does that work? And it's really interesting because you've got a 20-year-old kid crying out for help pretty much is mm-hmm. what that is. Yeah. Yeah, because is it because he's come from a broken home or is it because of he's pissed off with his dad or he actually really is gay and he mm-hmm. he's now think, oh, shit, I better not be. And mm-hmm. Well, you know, there's just so much that goes on in these kids' heads. Yeah. when all their heads. Yeah. Oh, it's that's a pretty fucked up world, isn't it? I love it,
0: though. Well, you know, you think about mental health and yeah. you think about psychologists and psychiatrists and we're building down stigma and we have Beyond Blue and we have Lifeline and we have all these organisations, all these support networks. And I heard the other day that suicide is actually on the increase. Why? What's the – is? can they – It's not about mental health. It's about a society that's struggling. Yeah. wellness. I mean, you only have But is that about caucus. the
1: dollar? Is it about – like is it now too expensive for people to live so they
0: – I heard the other day that a lot of kids turn to, um, uh, you know, illicit drugs because they're cheaper than alcohol. You try to go out to a club now and mm. you've got to go out with fifty hundred bucks. Yeah. I was going to ask, can't is can't anyone
2: smoking now? now? I don't think anyone's smoking It's no, too smoke. expensive. Mm. Well, you're,
0: yeah. you're next you pill for 20 bucks, you know. and uh, that's You don't then, know what's in that. But you'll get a whole night out of that. Mm. I mean it's interesting how kids are doing the maths about – because we've got all these regulations around alcohol now and it's all priced up beyond – Compete, uh, they moved to Harding Drugs.
1: I remember schoolies 20 cent drink night. We <laughs> just come by trays of them. was not a good idea, illusions, probably. Were they? Yeah, illusions. Oh, there illusions. you
2: go. <laughs> I remember the beers at BNS and the. Um uh, Bundy and Coke yeah. at the b Yeah, and you had your cup. Yeah, well, you actually <laughs> grabbed four of them <laughs> on each hand.
0: <laughs> so I want to hear a little bit about your story, okay? You tell, tell us oh, what's going mate. on What's the journey. Where did it begin? How do we get to where we are? I'm yeah. very interested in your current treatment oh, and your process.
2: Thanks, and- mate. Yeah, so yeah, I'm a Sydney girl. And, um, where from? Uh, Rose Bay. Rose Bay. Area.
1: Oh, yeah. that's a nice She's posh, mate. I'm
0: from Blacktown. So. Blacktown. Yeah. We've got well, two
1: opposite oh, ends. I'm in, of, at, at I'm in the middle of uh, <laughs> Gosford. I'm in the middle of Gosford. No, I'm oh, at the entrance, actually. It's yeah. much nicer, Blowsburg. You've yeah.
0: yeah. got a country boy
1: back out that way. Yeah, back, Tuesday, back in those yeah, days, yeah, was Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah
2: I, I do have this thing that if I can see water, I've made it, you know?
1: <laughs> yeah, fair enough. You can I turn the bar? while we're all in the Don Coast. <laughs> because right. we can't afford water in that's Sydney. It, that's exactly right.
2: Yeah, Sydney. Because it's Parramatta
1: River. <laughs> Even now.
0: Oh, no. we tossing that yeah, up. Oh.
2: Yeah. So I work for myself because um, I couldn't imagine working for anybody else. I don't think that. I think I get sacked pretty quickly. Yeah. So would just, I.
1: Yeah. Um, have you ever sacked yourself?
2: Oh, yeah. And I quit too.
1: Did you? Uh-huh. So <laughs> <laughs> I, I sacked myself once. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I had this business and I'm sitting there going, you are the worst CEO on the planet. You have to fire yourself. And so I did. Yeah. Worked out well. Business succeeded. I didn't. But anyway, long (laughs) different story. Sorry, keep going.
2: You're going to ask Chris? Rose Bay. (laughs) Yeah, Rose Bay to the US US for 10 years. US, Yeah, the boys were born over there in in IT. Okay. I was in IT and then um, back here and straight up to the Gold Coast because after being in the US for 10 years. Two kids. Yeah. Married. Married, yeah. How old
0: were you and got married?
2: 27.
0: Mum and Dad, who were they? What were they like?
2: Oh, um, so they're all up here now, but uh, Mum and Dad separated when I was two. Two. Yeah, and lived with Mum. And Dad moved up here and uh, with four kids. All my half-brothers and sisters who are all my best mates. Yeah, really God. close to them all. And
1: we just worked out. We have known each other for a long time. I actually trained with one of the brothers at my local gym. <laughs> Never knew. We just learnt that.
2: Yeah, I really reckon you got to keep your nose clean in, in the Gold Coast. <laughs> the Gold Coast, for yeah, sure. Got to keep your nose clean. And, um, yeah, I was just telling... Brett that uh, it was November when I got diagnosed with breast cancer. Oh, wow. And just after that we met Brett um, and Simone at the airport and we are all heading on the same cruise for eight days around New Zealand. Had so no
1: idea. We were all going on the same cruise on the brilliant. same boat. It was yeah. it was unbelievable. Synchronicity. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah.
0: And so how cool. did that diagnosis, out of that impact?
2: My mother, oh, how did it impact? Well, first of all, my mother-in-law had a, a lump and so I decided to go and get tested and um, had no idea that I was, was going to come up with some... Um, uh, HER2 positive breast cancer. But the impact, look, I, I think it's just a blip for me because the process here in the Gold Coast and the r- resources we have available to us for our health. And if you catch things early, uh, you just go through the process and it takes six or 12 months where you've just got to work that process. But if you just, if you go with it, it's just a blip in your life. It's not good. Yes. You could be, you know, think of yourself as a breast cancer survivor and what have you, but, um, it's, it's like any other, um, bad illness now, you know, we've got the resources to get past a lot of these. And so it hasn't had a, it hasn't had as big an impact on my life as I thought it would. Um, it held up my business for a while and, you know, the kids got, you know, ki- kids had to sort of step up and my poor husband has had to work a lot harder. How
0: long have you been married?
2: Well, we've been together 31 years. 31 years. That's awesome, isn't it? Wow. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I met him when I was 19 and we were married at 27. Wow. Yeah. So, um, uh, he's a good bloke. <laughs>
0: I've uh, just came out of a thirty-one year relationship. Really, yes, we met when we were fourteen, so uh, oh, nice. forty-four now. So we've just parted ways about uh, seven months ago. So yeah. it's a huge space, but around the same time. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: How long did you make it work for before you, you know, when you knew it was getting hard? Relationship wasn't working.
1: And, um, we're from
0: Blacktown. So we've, we've punched and struggled and yeah. worked through for a very long time, yeah. Carly and I. Uh, she's a very good woman and uh, we just uh, reached a breaking point. But I wouldn't say there was a a big shift. I think we just reached, reached a point where it was like, oh, we're, we're not sure we can do this anymore. And, yeah. uh, you know, once we told the kids, we kind of opened the floodgates, I think, because about have got four kids. So that's spread from 19 to 10. So that held us together for a, a very long time. That's my question. is How
1: long did knowing the fact that, that would have a massive effect on your kids, keep you together. See, I, or did I make you work harder I, because of I, that? Or that wasn't a factor?
0: I don't, I don't think like that.
1: Uh-huh. Really? Does she? No.
0: Well, let me ask you this then. If you didn't yeah. have any kids,
1: mm-hmm. would you still be married to your. 100%. Wife? She's a lucky, lucky girl. <laughs> I tell her that every single day of her life. Without a doubt. <laughs> <laughs> would she still Actually, be no, that's really, a really, really good question.
0: question. I don't know. No, it is a really good would question. Be, I'd, I'd probably you say. You might be still married to her. Would she still be married to you? I mean, I think it's an interesting <laughs> question.
1: I yeah, think it's, kids it's,
0: are a glue. Yeah. You know, and you form a family network, and that does, but it's not necessarily the only reason you're together. It's just because you're, you're working as a team for, for a greater goal. It's like an organisation. So yeah. You come together. How long do you stay at a job that you're not really happy for because you're moving towards a bigger goal? It's like that's what we work towards.
1: One of my best mates at school, uh, I remember on her youngest sister's 18th birthday or the day after, the parents said, just let you know we're splitting up. We haven't really been together for four years, five years, however long it was. You love
0: that story. That horrifies uh, you, doesn't it?
1: It does, mate. But Why? like Why does it scare you so much? We've been through this. Because they stayed together just for the kids. Right? Yeah. And, yeah, that's what they did back then, but I don't get it. I like, I like I love my kids more than anything in the world, right? And, um, so if
0: you had a moment yeah. where you fell out of love with your wife yeah.
1: and I think that healthy relationships
0: come in and out of it. Yeah, for oh, right. Every seven yeah. years, yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> you <cycle. laughs> yeah. reach the point where you look at her and go, I just don't feel it right now. Mm. That's it, you're gone. No way. Okay, because you're going to work through that. Exactly. And is that for the kids or is that for the family? Is that for each other? I mean, I think there's a, there's a big conversation there.
1: No, oh, there is, and that, but uh, that but that brings me to the point: is what made the day happen? You decided to tell the kids because you you've just hit the nail on the head. Okay, so let's call it seven years, however long it is. You go through the ups and downs of, of relationships, marriages, and all that sort of stuff. What makes the day happen? Is it an event? Is it? What's 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 the I'm thing that makes move happen? Back
0: to the diagnosis of uh, <laughs> no, 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 I, because no, I, I want no, to link I, it into I, that because I'm linking it into that right okay, now. Okay, go. Uh, the it's a blimp. The moment where you tell the kids yeah. another blimp. Yeah, because we yeah, had this yeah, chat yeah, earlier about. It's a blimp on this Richter scale. Where you say, well, I'm not sure. And no, at that point we weren't sure. Mm. We weren't 100% sure. It's just you need space. I need, okay, well, mm. I'm, I'm going to move out and we'll need to tell the kids and we're going to look at how we can work it. And the further away we will part the, uh, the more entrenched and the more okay we became with it, and yeah. uh, you know, nine months later we're going, okay. Well, there's just no chance of actually reconstructing that. Yeah. Neither of us at a point where actually we want to yeah. change that situation. And that's why The, the kid would... said something funny the other day. My thirteen-year-old <laughs> daughter said, "Yeah, yeah, I'm kind of used to it now. If you got back together, it'd be weird." <laughs> and that's nine there months in, go. which is bizarre.
1: It's interesting, and where I want to tie that back to what we were talking about a minute ago is Megan and I were talking earlier and about when she actually told the kids about the diagnosis. Ooh. She doesn't remember it at all; like it's gone.
2: Wow. Yeah. What do you mean? It's- I remember that we on the night I found out with my husband, we decided not to tell the kids. Then um, they were in the lounge room, were in another room, and we decided that wasn't the time to tell. And I think it was only the next day that we did tell them, but I do not have a memory of telling them at all. I have no memory of it. It's
0: weird. That's like a little trauma. Yeah. So telling the kids was more traumatic for you than actually having the diagnosis.
2: Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And and they've managed really well and, you know, their teachers were aware and keeping an eye on them. And um, the school said that they don't take kids out of – you know, out of their environment and talk to have, have them talk to the psychologist at school. They only wait to see if there's a reason to do so. And there never became a reason to do so. Um, however, there was another tragedy at school just after that, like, in the, you know, seven or eight weeks after my diagnosis, um, where a teacher died. And um, there was a lot of counseling going on. And my kids didn't need, they were close to this teacher, but they also didn't need counselling for that either. They've just continued on. And we've kept an eye on them and they seem to be... Do you think they'll break okay. at some stage? Because
1: um, like me, I've the reason i learnt this over the years now, I push everything down mm, and
2: down
1: and down, mm. and down and down and don't see it and then I broke later in life.
2: Yeah, you talked about having like a PTSD after Simone got better mm. and and I have heard that, you know, after breast cancer, you know, and everybody's getting healthy again, then there can be PTSD. quite a high incidence of PTSD after breast cancer's been dealt with. And it could be the same for the kids. Yeah. I don't know. We just keep an eye on things. And what do you think, mate? Should, stay close, should
1: not force upon, but should they come and talk to people? No, no, it's entirely up to the individual. I think
0: you've got to work it out with the individual. I mean, that's what the research says in regards to PTSD. We used to do a critical incident debrief, so if there was a trauma, we'd rush in some psychologists, and counsellors, and have them on the ground and force people to sit around and have a talk about it as a group and that doesn't
1: work I don't do that anymore
0: I don't do that anymore because it, it's an individual so you might have a clinical debrief but you, you let know that there's supports available and if you need to speak to someone that you do that in your own time in your own way and you monitor each other and these are the signs to look out for and kids are wonderfully adaptable I mean I think this is this, this idea of, from the last podcast last week that performance is all about resilience when I mean, mm-hmm. you get those bleeps mm-hmm. it's about how you respond to it mm-hmm. and some people respond everyone responds slightly different it's about understanding who you are and how you do that. Mm. So you've had a bit of a trauma. Yeah. And it's funny because with the first podcast we did on Third Beer, I had Dr. Alistair and his wife got breast cancer. Mm-hmm. And you just turned me off, buddy. Gone. You're still gone. I can hear me. Cool. Um, and uh she worked through that, and then it turned out later she had uh, yeah, I'm can you hear me all good? Yeah, yeah we can I'm hear. bouncing between. Um uh, yeah, she got another cancer and, and then died. But I remember that mm. the, the big thing for her was actually the idea of telling the kids mm. and what will happen to the kids if she wasn't here. That whole process of yeah. processing that mm. risk was was yeah. extremely difficult for her at the time.
2: Yeah. I, I mentioned to Brett earlier that I, I I think I cried three times, very short, um, you know, one of them is why me, rubbish. And then the other two were more about the people around me and, and worried about them. And I did look at it and thought, you know, the health insurance is there and all of that. But, it, but it, obviously as mum, the losing mum would be the biggest tragedy. Um, did you ever think you were going to
1: actually die? I didn't ask you that before. Or did you ever um, come? It
2: crossed my mind while we were going through all the testing. So okay. While I was doing all the testing because you just don't know until, I mean, until they really have a good test of everything and, and check that it's not in the lymph nodes and all of yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I decided to wait worrying about that until we had the testing and then when the testing came back
0: call that as therapist delaying worry. It's that, that's yeah. a nice technique. There yep. you go. Yeah. yeah. And that works.
2: Yeah, it worked. Yeah, because mm. you you don't want to worry about something that doesn't actually happen there's not going to be an issue.
0: Worry's not actually going to help anyway. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. So yeah, don't need to do it till it That's right. Till it's happening. So
2: you know, and and you know, life insurance and, and the kids set up and all that's all done. Um, it would be so. So there was nothing more I could do from a that kind of perspective. It was um, not worth thinking about. Not worth putting in the time at that point.
0: That's an amazing resilient quality you have. Know. Yeah, I would I, imagine the same I, business too a lot of money riding. Like there's a big fight on this week, and I don't know if you guys know USC. <laughs> McGregor, oh, yeah, baby. And we've talked about eating pressure. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And Conor McGregor's building the pressure. But the type of personality that can just put all that pressure aside and perform. And I think business people that are working with big lots of money and moving around and there's a lot on stake and can just muscle through and get things done. And also people that are dealing with trauma can actually just go, okay, well, that's what it is. And these are, I still need to do the washing and do the ironing and uh, look yeah, after the kids right. and just keep moving forward.
2: Yeah, I think you just have to deal with the worst if it happens, not like you know when it happens, when and if it happens. And so you don't want to deal with it in advance because it's just a waste of waste of energy. Totally. Okay. <laughs> so diagnosis. What was the well, treatment like? Uh, the tri- I'm still in treatment. Um, the treatment was horrendous. Four operations so far, and uh, twelve weeks of weekly chemo followed by three weekly chemo until next February. And um, you feel the
1: poison go in your body. Like with chemo,
2: I've got a port here on my body that goes straight in there, and that's fine. But when that's not working, yeah, when when it goes up your arm, you do. If you you have to put it in your arm, you do. Um, But um, the main thing is, I'm tired on the weekend after that. Like, have it on Tuesday by Friday and Saturday. I just like you know, a plus in Netflix is my Netflix binge. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Have you done Ozark?
2: Oh no, that's next! Oh wow, yeah, yeah It's
0: an intense ride. Yeah,
2: yeah. there's some good ones mm-hmm. out there, but you—I mean, you can. It's a bit scary when you binge some of them, but you know, you can. again,
0: <laughs> uh, another current drug addiction. Netflix, Black, Black is, Orphan is as well.
2: Netflix is really yeah because they say I their lost biggest. Two weeks
0: of my life with uh, what was that ice one? Bake um, Breaking Bad.
2: Yeah. Oh, the right. last no, yeah. two weeks, I was gone. Right? So you just back to back.
0: We <laughs> 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 and my wife did it together and it was just, you know, the kids barely fed. I mean, it was, <laughs> we, we turned our house into a nice house. We, are, house.
1: We, we do that as well. But the yeah. problem is it's midnight. And you sit there go, I can do one more. Oh and one more, oh, that's more. Oh, next Come. one. You're halfway you fell asleep and like, No I didn't. I saw it. <laughs> it's like all the way so we all understand addiction. That's what I'm oh, saying yeah. right
0: now. And so <laughs> yeah, yeah. you are working through this treatment. And, and, yeah. Because and yeah. You, you look amazing and you sound you've got energy and vibrancy I and do. energy to you. It's it's really a credit.
2: Yeah, thank you. I um I just there's no point sitting on, you know, worrying about the symptoms. You might as well just get out there. And the most important thing is blood flow. To keep you know your um, nerves good and everything like that, so I've just got to get out there and exercise and make it happen. So,
0: well, uh, I'm running a yoga class next uh, next Friday, five fifteen. Please it? come. Just down.
1: become Hold a on, yoga. Did he just say
2: five yeah, fifteen? Is that in the morning? In the afternoon. Oh, that's okay.
1: Um, <laughs> no morning. <laughs> it's only one five fifteen in the day. Is that what you're um, Just got his yoga certificate. He's now a yogi.
2: Oh, congratulations. Namaste, you
1: bitches. That's yeah. why I look at it. Oh, that's… that's I mean, pretty tough, that, actually. That, that works. <laughs> it's, 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 <laughs> Sorry, I'll take that back. But, uh, yeah, you
0: come on down. But, yeah, so… <laughs> Where we, are you? Just over at uh, the Mob Place. It's healthy
1: been, Lifestyle uh, Living.
0: Healthy just Lifestyle. On right. just on, yeah. On.
2: Yeah, 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 so… Oh, good stuff.
0: Uh, just starting, haven't done it before, so we're about to clock off for a month. But, you know, fabulous for all forms of healing and health yes. and getting those nudes going. So, how are you looking after yourself? What are you doing? What are the um, tips of the punters out there.
2: Well, I hadn't really been drinking much. Here I changed that. Sorry. Um, I, I did <laughs> really solid green juices through um for f- three months, like lots and lots of green juices every day, and lots of celery and all sorts of just straight in the in the what's that you know cold press cold, cold pressed, press juices homemade and um man that's time consuming. <laughs> <laughs> So now I'm at like two green juices a day. Um, I was getting really good on not having lots of sugar and all that kind of junk, but I've fallen off the wagon because I think you get a little bit. um, Well, no, I got complacent, so I've got to get back. There
0: we go. We're talking about another addiction now, probably the addiction of the Western civilization. Brett's personal favorite. That's my favorite sugar. Yeah, I don't get it. I don't get it. I can give it, give it or take it.
2: Yeah, yeah. My, my mm, in laws, that whole side of the family doesn't need sugar. But my side of the family, it's mm. all sugar. They're all salt. Oh, uh, yeah. 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 I so, like
0: both.
1: Package chips. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I like both. Sugar we salt. What were you saying before? What your favourite food was? Salted, salted caramel. caramel. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> anything. That was the last one. Yeah, weekend. anything salted, yeah. salted <laughs> caramel. like fruit and pale ale. They shouldn't come together. But sometimes <laughs> <laughs> it works. It works. Yeah. Sugar and
0: salt. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. So, and trying to get back to exercise and doing Pilates and. Um, How are you keeping yourself going?
0: I mean, I really, I, I think it's a shame you only gave yourself three cries and. One hour of for me.
2: No, it's all I needed. It's all you yeah, needed. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just got on the got on the process and got it done. Got that 12 weeks. Oh, you know what I did? I had 12 weeks of chemo and I took a different friend or a different ch- friend took me every week.
0: That's a good idea.
2: And um Jesus,
0: you've got 12 friends. Yeah, I got 12 friends. That's Twelve amazing. friends
2: who can take four hours out of their day and take <laughs> me to the hospital. Wow. And um that was just fantastic. Having four hours sitting there where you can't move. While you're getting chemo, and your friends just—how much catch more up.
1: did you learn about those friends?
2: You learn a lot. It's yeah. like your podcast. You learn a lot about people when you can sit with them for four hours and yeah, awesome. not go anywhere. You're not eating. You're not drinking. You're just, you just—you know—it's—it's—it was quite amazing. And um, and then I would be only able to have maximum one person come around a day for a cup of tea because I would get too 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 tired. And so I had so much social time in that Herbal 12 weeks tea without sugar yeah yeah it yeah, was yeah, good nice. or a yeah, juice stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah it was all good stuff um so socially that was a huge time of my life so you know you can't can't regret that so I planned it it was all you know like when I knew I was going so for chemo
0: healing was I mean that's all I think people do understand it's not just chemo is it no when you respond to cancer it's about Changing your lifestyle, yes. it's about changing your diet, it's about yes. reorganizing your values and your social setting. It's about all creating a healing environment. That's kind of epigenetics. If you can control right. your energy flow around you, that's right. Then your cells respond differently. Yeah, yeah. and you create Chris, that space. It's beautiful. Well,
2: Chris, I, I looked back and thought, you know what, it is the way I've managed stress that has made me sick. And so it was about changing the way I manage stress.
0: Please tell. Yeah. Oh, okay, so yeah. you're not smoking crack on the weekend, but you're a workaholic. Is this? Um, oh. No, we had a
2: lot of business stuff go, you know, down the toilet, and so I was just worrying, you know, and like we yeah. said, worrying's a waste of time. And um, I just think you, I, I hold, I held it internally. I wasn't doing enough exercise. I wasn't looking after myself well enough. And give myself downtime and what have you. So it's not so much I was working around the clock, but I was holding on to it around the clock. Yeah. Mm. I'm feeling that now. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's like been a that. good You're shift. not
1: working around the clock, but you're holding on to it around the well, clock. I thought yeah. you might, because I thought of you instantly. <laughs> <said> that. <laughs> that's, uh, that's
0: pretty cool. And <laughs> I think I'm the same. I mean, I'm, I'm yeah. not, I'm again bit, Brad will always tell you I'm not a businessman, I'm a sole trader because I'm not making money off other people. <laughs> uh, uh, but uh, I carry people's stories.
2: Yeah.
0: So sometimes you're carrying risk and, you, and, you, and you've got to pay your tax and you've got, to, yeah. you've got to do your things and you've got to do your admin and you don't have a, have a secretary. So and, you carry that load.
2: As know. an employee, too, I think there's a, a, a lot where you walk, you, you, Walk out the door and you don't take it with you. Yeah, you might have a stressful job, but you still walk out the door and you're not responsible for paying for the rent and all of those other things. You walk out the door and you can have that downtime in your head um, away from business. And um, so when well, you… Let me
0: ask you a question. Yeah. Brett went away last week. He wanted to buy my four-wheel drive, didn't work out, but he went down camp with the kids. Did he stop thinking about business, do you think? You know the man. Oh, don't look at him. I'm wondering. Well, I'm the, thing is, I'm the thing is, the thing is, he's got
2: four kids, <laughs> yeah. and you've got know, to in got yep. you live in the moment. He's at the
0: beach. And he's got the four wheel drive, and he's in a tent. So things should be non business orientated.
2: Did he have the charger on his phone?
0: Did he plug in? I don't oh, know. Yeah. I'm asking you. I think no, I got a I got note. Think, was it last week? I
2: got a note from him. No, I <laughs> think he would have plugged in. But I think. Um, you think,
0: no, you think he, he, he was plugged in. He uh, might have unplugged for a little while.
2: I think he unplugged for a long while. Okay,
0: give him give me some hours a day that he unplugged. I
2: reckon, you know, with the kids, six hours a day he would have unplugged.
0: Wow, I was going to give him eight, but I'd give himself another two hours yeah. on top of where he was still
1: farting around doing
0: something.
2: <laughs> Do you know what? You both can get stuck. <laughs>
1: because for two solid days, yeah. I was online for a total of 45 minutes.
2: Oh, Yes. But it much. Wasn't and that was because just... there was
1: absolutely no cell service.
2: <laughs> but the rest of it was how much was your head in work? Oh, no, it wasn't.
1: Actually, it was really interesting because um, I've i been taught how to meditate. Um, that's one thing, that The probably the biggest mm. thing I've got from um, teaming up with Chris. He's taught me how to meditate. And uh, I spent a lot of time laying in a hammock thinking about absolutely nothing. Nice.
0: You are a Zen master. Uh, nice. Seriously, it was so
1: good. And we took our dog with us. So I spent a lot of time with Fred and we uh, we ran in the water together and I was just watching my kids play. For the first 24 hours I was freaked out. I was like shaking and I'm sitting there going, I want to go home. I don't want to be here and stuff like that. And uh, I saw a snake and that was all over from there. Don't do snakes. But um, Snake was
0: a messenger, buddy.
1: Snake, um, anyway, and then yeah, so then I didn't want to be there, and we end up leaving early and stuff. But the really interesting thing when we come home on the Sunday, it must have been on the Monday because it was public holiday, <laughs> we literally played cards mm. all day with the kids. Yeah, we didn't turn any devices on, we didn't check email, didn't do anything. We literally just hung out with the kids. And that night, I was talking to Simone, and I said, uh, Probably should do that more often. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was like, yeah, we played Monopoly, we did this, we did that. We went out in the boat for ten minutes, got soaked and wet, and all laughed at each other and went back. And we just, what well, was just awesome.
2: Well, that long weekend we went down to Ballina, so Thursday to Monday, and we took Cards Against Humanity with the kids. With the kids, but ours are <laughs> fourteen and older.
1: Oh, that's all right then. Okay. Yeah.
2: And the, the kids were telling me some of the words in that game, right? <laughs> but
1: have you played that? No. Do you know what it is? No. Oh, no idea. Um, so they're black cards and they've got words on the back and you get three cards? I think it's,
2: it's, it's 10, get 10 cards.
1: Yeah, but you have to use okay. your best three or whatever it is oh, to make the do. word. You have to make a sentence. Do, do you explain it? Yeah, I, it's already?
2: not very good. Um, so. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's good because I've got currently no idea. It's <laughs> a good game.
2: So one card will say, um, to have a great day, I need to do blank." And then everybody's got ten cards in their hands that might have an answer for that. And there can be some extremely rude ones. Yes. And there could be, you know, read the news and listen to music and
0: a bunch Just of give other things. Us, give, us give us a bad one. Oh. Shag, Grandma.
2: Yeah. Yes.
0: Wow. Yeah, yes. That's really intense. Yes. yes. My yeah. grandma. Who's, who's grandma?
2: There's some really bad ones. Yes. And there's some flockers. words that I don't know <laughs> that the kids have to tell me. Do you want me to sell you they Yeah, anything? go on. Throw okay. it right out there. All right. So have you seen Grown Ups? I think it's number two. You've no, seen yes, Grown Ups? Okay. Well, maybe you'll know what Bukaki is. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you can explain Bukaki. No, I
2: can't actually. And and then there's <laughs> Fleshlight. There's another. we have got a Fleshlight. Yes, you know what that one is? What's Fleshlight? It's a sex toy for men.
1: Okay. Yeah.
2: So we're playing with these kids. <laughs> wow, I feel
1: like I'm being educated. Yeah, well, yeah. Now,
2: so That's the fun. great thing is that we had 10 people of, from 14 up Playing this game for hours and hours laughing and laughing let me tell you those kids will tell us anything that's going on in their lives because once they can tell us say those words and (laughs) laugh about them and talk about why that person's answer is better than that person they will talk about anything we had that experience actually with one of the kids you know who's talk to their parents about their first sexual experience you know and in more detail than she wanted to know but you know the kids will talk about anything because they're used they're they're happy to talk about All those naughty words in that environment. Cards
0: Cards against against humanity. humanity. And so, our advice to the family, your friend with the son who's struggling, uh, play that game.
2: Well, it's a bit late now. He actually knows all those words, and you know, has laughed about them with her for a long time. It's (laughs) (laughs) that actually, he had good communic has had good communication with his mum, Um, but uh, just didn't feel in control of his life. That kid.
0: And I think the secret that he needs to know is that nobody's in control of anything at all. This is true. This is true. <laughs> what do you think That's about That's very it? true, mate. Yeah. I don't know. Hey, I man, amazing story. You're a very resilient woman. So uh, thanks yeah. for sharing. That's
1: beautiful. Yeah. My cards Against Humanity. You have to do it. <laughs> cards against <laughs> cards.
0: Cards Against Humanity. My thirteen-year-old yeah. uh, daughter loves a good card game. Maybe it's the right time to.
1: Yeah, play. maybe. Personally, <laughs> I'm thinking eighteen plus, but <laughs> let's not go there. Some stuff in there that uh, I played one night with four of my good old schoolmates. So we're all obviously a little bit older, and some of the stuff that come out, it was just like, yep. I yeah you you might have been playing
2: that. the extension pack. Yeah probably.
1: Some <laughs> of the words and um yeah it was just it was a very interesting experience especially when you got ones where they got two words. <laughs> and so it might say um blah 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 gap blah blah glap and then you look at your cards and yeah, there's lots of weird shit you can do to your grandma. Put it that way. What are
0: you going to take out of this conversation today?
1: <sighs> Mate. I I'm, I'm still feeling for the the parents or and both parents mm-hmm. of uh the young 20 year old kid that tried to top himself like um yeah. like you you look at that and you, you sit there and go well if he's had a bust up with his old boy his old boy going to be sitting there going oh fuck I nearly killed my son and maybe get his shit together or and mum who's obviously going to help and yeah it's just going to be tough and the people around like um I I always thought that someone trying to kill themselves is the most selfish thing you could do because of the people that you leave behind until I learned a lot more about mental health and mm-hmm and that sort of stuff, and now um, we need to help as many of these people as we possibly can. Yeah. That's all I've got out of this. What about you, mate? And we've got a fucking amazing woman sitting opposite <laughs> us who's just been through the biggest pile of shit you can go through, and she's coming out the other side, and and the happiness and the, the vibe in this room is sensational.
0: Yeah, yeah, truly. Uh, what about um, you? Complexity
1: complexity is a good word
0: the nature of, of our, our lives I think everyone's living a very pressure filled, complicated space and it's not easy to negotiate and I think if we stop pretending that somehow other somebody else has got their life together, we'd mm-hmm. all be we'd all do a little bit better just to recognise that we're all just really swinging day to day
1: I think, and off the back of that is all this shit we see on social media about how perfect everyone's lives are it's all bollocks
2: Oh yeah, like, who's
1: watching that? But but like a lot of these kids, twenty year old kids and stuff, and and you you listen and go, yeah, but they're doing this, and that. they're fucking not doing that. That's photoshopped, or this is that, or it's just like, like completely off subject. I'm a massive fan of The Bachelor, right? So I watched The Bachelor yesterday, and the reason I like this version of The Bachelor is that that Nick Cummings dude is just a dude, doesn't give a fuck about anything else. Obviously, didn't pick anyone in the end, but. Just tell us he's not concerned about what's going on around him. He's worried about himself. He's doing that sort of stuff. And he's like, he's a thinker. And I think if there's more thinkers in the world about not what other people think, but about who you are internally. Oh, fuck, this is me saying this. <laughs> who you are internally and you think about who you, what, what what, good you have in this world. I think it's fucking amazing. I think everyone's awesome.
2: You
0: can take away from today's little chat.
2: Uh, Chris, I love what you said about all the addictions. Mm. You know, um, uh, and self-harming. how and
0: self harming? Yeah. That? Never, thought I'd, I'd never thought of that. Never thought of that. Come on, yeah. Yeah. people stick holes in their face.
2: Yeah, I, I pierced my ears so I didn't <laughs> lose my earrings, but yeah, there we go. There <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I've always known sugar was a big addiction, and that's that's my biggest addiction. But when you think about how hard it can be for me, say, to get off sugar and compare that with some person who's got a, a drug addiction or, or other addiction that's really affecting their lives as well, it, it's, it, it, um, it gives you a lot of empathy for everybody but it also makes you realise that there's no perfect answer. And, uh, yeah, the complexities of life, we have to find a way to be happy with where we're at and what we're doing and make sure that it makes us a good person in society and, and just enjoy living.
0: Just be. Yeah. Just be. Just take all the pressure off. Yeah.
2: I awesome.
1: it. Megan, thanks so much for joining us. This was a very late notice thing and I really appreciate. Hopefully you enjoyed it.
2: Loved it, Brett. Awesome. Um really what we do at it. the
1: end of the end of our podcast is we talk about the beverage and obviously yours is a bit different so you're probably going to have a different version than us. And what we always do is we have a picture in our head of where you would be or what you'd be doing whilst you're drinking the said beverage. Chris always goes first and he articulates <laughs> it wonderfully. That pixie, mate. What do you reckon? That, that pixie. was a big sigh. Yeah, I've got a <laughs> couple of
0: interesting, uh, interesting images floating around in my head. So um, I'm going to share my. Uh, I was 13, and that was just before Christmas, and we're having a Christmas party at my uh, auntie's, uh, auntie Robin and uh, uncle Sid. And they had, they had a, they were fairly rich. They were into Speedway, so they had this bar downstairs in the pool room. You know the old kind cool of room. slated dark floor, yeah. the old dark kind of American style. I'm sitting at the bar, and I'm sitting with my auntie, and uh, she's my auntie Kim. She was a beautiful, beautiful lady, beautiful creature, and she uh, we shared a little moment. And I was too young to have a beer, but it would have been great to have a fi- uh, fat pixie with her and tell her I loved her. Because a few uh, a few days later, yeah, she took her own life. Oh, really? And uh, it still impacts me, but it's become a bit of an inspiration for me and how you share that heart space and how you love people and how that decision affects people, but also also how it's a, it's, a, it's a very courageous and powerful space. So I just want to say, love you, honey, Kim.
1: Love you, honey, Kim. Wow. First thing I'd have to say about that, buddy, thank you for sharing. Secondly, there's no fucking way in the world to give a 13-year-old a fat pixie. <laughs> uh, 8% alcohol. I, 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 maybe I, one. I started fast, man. You know? <laughs> maybe maybe <laughs> one because if you wanted to sleep for three days. <laughs> but personally, I'm, I'm I'm sat back watching Conor McGregor Ooh, absolutely the beat the crap out of uh, <laughs> the, Russian. the Russian. I'm not sure, but it's going to be I reckon in two and a half rounds and I'm sitting there, I'm on my third fat pixie because I only have my three beers. <laughs> Well, that's just six. I've, I've, <laughs>
0: I've,
1: I've slammed the first two down because I was so excited about Connor in the first two rounds and I'm sitting back enjoying the third beer because that's what it's all about. It's about sitting back and enjoying that third one. And then Connor knocks him out. I throw it in the air. It goes everywhere and I don't get to drink it. That's <laughs> it's great beer though. Where are you, Megan? What, uh, what,
2: what was yours again? So this is called Kaju Crush, Tropical Crush. Pale We're not Ale. letting
1: Sarah buy anymore.
2: It's got it's – got, well, but here's the thing. It's got pineapple in it yeah, and there's the a pineapple. picture of a – Beach, and you were talking about the pipeline and going to Hawaii. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just, you know, you've got that in my head sitting on the beach and, and watching the surfing and uh, drinking a beautiful kaju crush.
1: So it's like a nice summer beer, you can sit summer, back and just sit. Yeah.
2: yeah, I could see you actually having one too when you're there with the family. I don't know
1: about it the looks, pineapple in the beer, but swinging, it looks swinging bit,
2: in the hammock. <laughs> swinging in the hammock. It looks a bit like a. Um, a soda because it's so colourful. It does colourful. A
1: like a soda, which is not good for children and underage drinking <laughs> It seems to be a pattern today. This one's only for encouraging addiction. This one's
2: definitely the swing the happy
1: one. Well, thanks so much for coming on the third beer. Cheers, brother. Have a good week. Cheers, guys. Namaste. We'll see you next week. Peace and love.
2: Thanks very much.
0: you or anyone you know needs help, call 1300 659 467 or call Lifeline on one three
1: one 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 four.